This Three Beards Media Podcast may contain mature themes. And if you're not down with that, we got three words for you. Like the podcast. Nailed it! Good evening. Welcome in, everyone. We're live from the Gravitate co-working studio for Hawks Eye View, episode 16. Co-host Andrew Barber with your co-host Drew Shipley, sponsored by Revelton Distillery and Kyle Lehman at Wintrust Mortgage, as always. Huge shout-out, presented by Three Beards Media as well. We're here on a Wednesday evening because tomorrow is uh, Turkey Day, Thanksgiving Day, so hopefully you're all spending that with your families and enjoying time with family and friends and whoever you spend the holidays with. Drew, what's your favorite part of Thanksgiving? Uh, it's the football, Andrew. Okay. Uh, I, I love the history of, of the Cowboys playing and, and the Lions playing on, on Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. Um, just so historic. Obviously, the food the food comes, you know, with it, right? Um, yeah. I, I think I really pissed Jenny off this year. That what you do? We... we uh, outvoted her two to one. We are going with a ham for Thanksgiving tomorrow. We are not oh. doing. We are not doing a turkey. Gotcha. Um, my family. I don't know exactly what's on the menu tomorrow. I'm just gonna show up and eat whatever's whatever grandma's cooking tomorrow, whether it be turkey, ham, chicken. She might make her famous ham balls, which I would call meatballs, which have ham in them, but beef, sausage, whatever. My grandma's going to make an array of things tomorrow, and I'm going to eat it, and I'm just going to enjoy it, basically. So, and then uh, on Friday, sharing it with some other family as well. So, I'm just going to show up and eat food. I don't really care what's being served. That's my perspective on Thanksgiving. I just am going to enjoy the time with family and eating food. So hope everyone out there listening is doing the same. Yeah. You know, Andrew, so we're kind of like in between, right? So we don't have any family out here in Maryland, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of one of those things that, like I, I would rather host or be hosted like one side or the other. Mm-hmm. We are just, we are making all the things, but just for our immediate household. Right. So like, Perfect. We're, we're doing all the work, but just the three of us. Like, I would rather host some friends, you know, of, of some sort or whatever, or or be hosted. But like at the same time, it'll be nice to to lay low key because we're we're going to New Jersey on Friday morning. We're going to the Jets Dolphins Black Friday game. Ooh. Um, Jenny's a Jets fan, and Jonathan uh, is a Dolphins fan. So we uh, we have a That'd house divided come Friday. And, yeah, uh, and uh, you know the Dolphins come here to play the Commanders the following Sunday, so we're gonna see Tyreek Hill light it up 
twice in nine days. Probably. Yeah, probably. That sounds good. Uh, Speaking of lighting it up, we've got Iowa, Nebraska. They're going to light up the scoreboard. (laughs) Um, Over under 25 and a half. It's the annual Black Friday game. It starts at 11 a.m. It's a CBS game. I believe it's Iowa's second CBS game of the year. Probably their final one, I would imagine. Unless, I don't know what kind of bowls are on what channels, but I would imagine that the Citrus Bowl, which is looking likely for Iowa, I think that's on. It's on ABC. That's an ABC. Yeah, New Year's Day ABC thing. Cool. Mm -hmm. I like that. So... Uh, last I was last time on CBS this year. They'll probably be on CBS a little bit more going forward uh, with the SEC tie-in going off. But anyways, that's besides the point. Over under twenty-five and a half. I thought I saw. Yep. Iowa Nebraska. Yeah. Um, Heroes Trophy game, revenge game for Iowa. Iowa did clinch the West last week. Nebraska's favored by two and a half. Last I saw. Yep. Is that is that because? People think I was going to rest starters. I think Kirk made it pretty clear that uh, if, if they were healthy enough to play, everybody's playing. Uh, the only mm-hmm. there's only been a couple people I had seen that have been ruled out or not on the depth chart. Devontae Vines was one. I can't remember who the other was. Um, Devontae Vines, Bo Stevens. Yeah. yeah, and then I think it might be a good idea to not play Logan Jones. I think Logan Jones was the other one. I yeah. Think um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, Andrew. So there's an outside shot that Iowa can still play in a New Year's Six, right? And that's winning yeah. That That's yeah. winning the Big Ten championship. You have to win that. This so, week and next week, I would imagine. There's no other scenario. Yeah. So, I mean, that being said, I, I think the 10 win mark is important to to the team and Kirk. Personally, like we've said from episode one, that he needs 10 to, to surpass the 60% win percentage mark, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, but, man, I mean, this is bowl game or bust for Nebraska. So mm-hmm. I, I think I, I think it might be more towards that piece of why Nebraska's favored. Oh. More, more so than if I was playing people or not. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, well, Chubba Purdy. Is the confirmed starter. I heard that today. Yep. Um, so that's Nebraska's third quarterback of the season. And he can run a little bit. He's got one touchdown and two interceptions on the season. I know the Iowa defense doesn't have Cooper DeGene, but I we are still a ball hawking secondary even without Cooper DeGene. So potential for turnovers on defense, I think. Um there's not going to be points. This is going to be an ugly slobber knocker of a game. It's probably going to come down to Drew Stevens field goal. I would imagine not to give anything away. I know there's some other key injuries for Nebraska. I think Anthony Grant got injured and his status is questionable. I think a couple of their linebackers, Nick Henrich, I think is questionable. And that's one of their leading tacklers on the season. So I think, I think Nebraska is coming in a little bit dinged up too, but everybody is at this time of year. Iowa's as well. So I don't think this is going to be a very pretty game. Um, but I also think Iowa might be able to play a little bit more loose. What do you think? Since it, the pressure is kind of off, it is a rivalry game. It is a trophy game. 
but the the heavy lifting has kind of been done right the big 10 west isn't out there anymore like it was last season so it's kind of a it's almost like a pseudo bowl game for iowa in a sense yeah, so I, I'm actually going to go the other way, Andrew. Uh, I, I want to play the revenge factor of, of Nebraska keeping Iowa out of the Big Ten championship game last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, albeit Iowa's won eight of the last ten, the last six in Lincoln specifically. Um, so we, we have that going for us. And, yeah. you know, N- Nebraska, their last three losses have all been single possession games. You know, mm-hmm. overtime against Wisconsin, lost two maryland by three and then michigan state as well um you know not world beaters but i mean maryland took michigan to the limit last week right so i i don't even know what to think about maryland you know living 10 minutes from college park of like who that team is but what we do know like time and time again is like i I don't know they they continue to lose one possession football games nebraska does so yeah they the, the team has not learned to win yet um, under Matt Rule. And the, I don't know. I, I mean, all the nice things Matt Rule said about Kirk Ferentz and Brian Ferentz and, oh, I would have hired Brian or looking to hire Brian when I was in the NFL for, for his, like, what, 15 minutes of fame that Matt Rule was in the NFL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, also, you know, Urban Meyer hired uh, – uh, Chris Doyle. Or Chris Doyle, yeah. I don't know why I said Greg. Chris Doyle. And uh, he didn't even see the weight room. So I, yeah. I mean, take that for what it's worth. Um, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good ball game. I think uh, I'm going to go the other way as far as the total is concerned for once, Andrew 25 and a half historic low. Um, and I think it's probably because of a turnover pick six scoop and score something like that. That, that Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you for thinking that way. Uh, one other thing that I saw on Twitter was every time Iowa's won the Big Ten West, they have beat Nebraska. Oh. So we've won the Big Ten West. We beat Nebraska. So, yeah. I, again, I don't mean to give anything away, which you can probably understand which one I'm leaning. <laughs> based, on my pre- <laughs> based on my preseason predictions, based off what I'm saying here, what I've said all season long, I think you know which way I'm leaning. Um, yeah, so – football game i'll be watching i'll be enjoying time with family as well around that time but should be an intense game um let's switch gears you want to talk a little basketball let's do it might as well all right let's let's start with the women's side of things uh because they are starting with a tournament on friday thanksgiving tournaments are kind of a thing in college basketball if you weren't all aware um, they are down in Florida this week. They're going to play three games in Florida in three days. Uh, they start with Purdue Fort Wayne or IPFW on November 24 at 7:30 p.m. Approximately. There's a game before them. You know how that goes if it runs over. So maybe a little bit later of a tip. Uh, but the real intrigue here for me is who's on the other side of the bracket. And it's the Kansas State Wildcats who went into Carver just a little bit ago and played Iowa, beat Iowa at Carver. They beat Iowa last year. There's a real path forward to where um, these two teams could meet up again because Iowa's going to play either Florida Gulf Coast and Delaware. No offense to either of those two teams, but I don't see Iowa having much of a problem in their first two games in this tournament. 
Kansas State is going to play North Carolina, and I'll admit I don't know a lot about North Carolina and the team that they bring. Maybe they bring a good team, and they'll be able to knock off Kansas State. But I would imagine that um, it's probably Kansas State, North Carolina, Iowa. And then I'm going to just project that Florida Gulf Coast is probably the better of the two between Florida Gulf Coast and Delaware. So I would imagine Iowa, Florida Gulf Coast, and then um, Kansas State, North Carolina are your semifinal matchups. And then the winner of that K-State, North Carolina game will probably play Iowa. Either way, I think it, you know, if North Carolina beats Kansas State, then that would become a good win for Iowa if they were able to beat North Carolina as well. So either way, I think Iowa is going to get a quality opponent in that final game. So what are you looking forward to in this tournament, three games in three days for the Iowa women? You know, when we preseason previewed uh, the women, Andrew, I don't recall the teams that were in this tournament for Thanksgiving, right? So, yeah, I overlooked I overlooked that when we were doing our preseason predictions. So our, we don't have enough women's games predicted, so we can uh, we can just make our predictions now. But I'm gonna t- go ahead and tell you that I'm gonna predict the Iowa women to win their first two games for sure. Uh, I, I think Iowa actually avenge or you know revenge. And, and the final against Kansas State, like I, I just think it's going to happen. Like, there's no way that Kate Martin and Gabby Marshall combine for two points again. Like, there's yeah. no no freaking way. Uh, I think Hannah Stolke may, maybe learned a thing or two uh, in the previous game to stay out of foul yeah. trouble. Um, and you know, with that being said, what was the only five point game? You know, still it lost was. by five. So I mean. All those things aren't going to happen again, Andrew. Like, regardless of what game we play the rest of the season, they're not combining for two points. Hannah Stolke is not going to be in foul trouble all the time. Like, it was it was a perfect storm for Kansas State to knock off Iowa in Iowa City. So, I, I do not see that playing out. That a way. lot of that, a lot of that was K State mucking the game up, just making it a physical, grinded out battle, which is kind of what they do. Mm-hmm. That's that's sort of their style. Um, but I'm with you. I don't see that happening again. I think Iowa's winning this tournament. Whether the real thing I don't know is who they're going to play in the championship because, again, I, I don't know anything about the North Carolina women. I'll go ahead and project and say we get another shot at Kansas State because I think that's the intrigue. That's the fun factor for all of us as Iowa fans, right? We kind of want another shot at Kansas State. I'm sure the team does too. I'm sure. Bluter, Caitlin Clark, Kate Martin, Gabby Marshall, all those, everyone on the team probably wants another shot at Kansas State if they can get it. Um, they'll they'll say they'll say all the right things as they go through this three day adventure down there, uh, but I think deep down they probably want another shot at Kansas State. I didn't see the AP poll come out Monday. Did I assume Kansas State was ranked now? Mm, because they were under, because they were undefeated prior to. Let's check on that. AP poll, Iowa remains fifth. Kansas State has worked their way up to number 16. And rightfully so. At 4-0. North Carolina, 4-0 as well at number 18. Oh, oh, there we go. (laughs) Okay. So we are likely getting a ranked team in that final game for Iowa, regardless of who wins, unless... Something funky happens with Kansas State and North Carolina both losing. I don't foresee that, but it could happen. You never know. There's yeah. been parody in women's basketball. I don't really see it. 
but um, two ranked teams going off against each other there. And so Iowa versus whomever in the championship game will be a ranked matchup. So it's going to be a quality win for Iowa if they're able to pull off three, all three wins. Sure. Um, the third one will be a quality win, I would imagine. So, Did you happen to see Caitlin Clark on the Manning cast Monday night? I did. I yeah. thought that was really great. She was really into it. Um, obviously, she's a huge Chiefs fan, and she predicted a Travis Kelsey touchdown, and then it happened. Um, she, she, she is on the perfect prediction board, or what, whatever, they, whatever they call it. She is. And, and, between, and, and between the three guests, she was the most interesting one. You know, like Mark Wahlberg was like, so I don't know. I don't know if he was high and, or, or what, but like he was just like. No, nah, uh, he, he wanted to be anywhere else but the Manning cast. For sure. And Caitlin Clark, just she's just such a great representative, man. She she was engaged. She was into it. She really enjoyed it. Now I'm just waiting for the Manning's to show up at an Iowa game. An Iowa women's game, along with Mahomes and Kelsey. I don't Taylor know. Swift. I, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> okay, I don't want. I don't want Taylor Swift to show up at an Iowa game. If I'm being honest, no. Because then the camera will go to her and her alone. For we sure. don't need that. No. But I, w- I think it would be cool if Mahomes showed up. I do think there's a possibility of that happening one day. Since they're both, they'll have like a they'll have like a paid uh, a paid showing by Hy-Vee. and State Farm. Because they're both high V and State Farm. And State Farm, that's true. Uh, and I don't know if you saw the new uh, ad. I did Caitlin see Clark, it with, Caitlin with Clark. Jimmy Butler and Reggie Miller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was pretty good. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. She's going to be in an ad. So I think that's neat. Um, let's take a break and hear from both of our sponsors at Revelton and Wintrust. At Revelton Distilling Company, everyone has become a part of the Revelton family. From the Taylors and their daughter who helped perfect their award-winning gins, to the team who installed Lucy, our 33-foot-tall custom-made still, right down to the local farms that provide our coveted corn, and even the cows on those farms who consume our mash byproduct. Want to see the farm to flask come to life? Now you can tour Lucy and find out where we take Iowa's harvest and transform it into our finest spirits. Choose between a 45-minute tour or find out even more by scheduling a VIP behind-the-scenes tour to get the taste of the full Revelton experience. You can visit them at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, or find all of Revelton's award-winning spirits at any local grocery or spirits retailer. Are you in the market for a new house and unsure of the mortgage process? Want to know that you have someone looking out for you? Kyle Lehman from Wintrust Mortgage is a down-to-earth, knowledgeable lender who can be there for you in your corner. He can work with you in any of the 50 states and is just what you need to expand your home search. Kyle will work with you through the entire process with little to no work from you. Take the worry of the mortgage process out of the equation so that you can focus on looking for your dream home. Contact Kyle at www.wintrust.com forward slash Kyle dash Lehman or call him at 515-473-0546. Thank you for listening to our sponsors and thank you for our sponsors for supporting us. Um, Really wanted to quickly mention, forgot to mention it at the opening. Don't forget about December 9, the STFU event that's going down December 9. 
uh, from noon to two. We're going to be live from Revelton in Osceola, Iowa. You're more than welcome if you're free and nearby. If you want to come out, hang out, there will be a raffle for a good cause. Some good prizes, too. Uh, I can't remember the prizes off the top of my head, but some good prizes, a good cause, a good time. Everybody from every one of our podcasts that can make it uh, will be there in attendance and we'll be recording live on that day, Saturday, December 9. Not really anything going on football-wise that day. There might be some basketball going on if you care about that kind of thing. Um, And it looks like Drew wants to chime in. Go ahead. Go ahead, Drew. There is most definitely a football thing that happens December 9th, Andrew. What is that? It's America's game, dude. It's Army-Navy. Oh, sorry. My bad. It is literally my favorite football game of the year. I don't care if I was in the Rose Bowl. Like, seriously. Mm. Like, watching Army-Navy on CBS, uh, you know, Army singing second, like all the all the pageantry, the traditions, playing out here on the East Coast. Uh, they're in Foxborough this year. They come uh, here to FedEx Field next year. So hoping to get some tickets to that next year, uh, still being out here. So uh, I, I wanted to correct you, Andrew, that there is a football thing happening December 9th. And uh, it, I consider myself corrected. I it, stand it, corrected. It, it's a game that means a lot to me, my friend. So, so I yeah. am sorry. But, my greatest apologies for <laughs> that one. No, no, no. I'm not mad. It is I'm, a great event. It is a great event. Oh, I love uh, it. I, I hope it's not going down the same time as our event because I certainly would like to actually watch that. Um, so, so, so my question, like, I, I don't remember what what time is it, and do we have like a time slot, Andrew, that we, as as the Hawks Eye View, are going on live? Mm, great questions. I'll have to connect with Chris Shipley after we get off to know all that. I do know that the event is planned from noon to two on that Saturday. Uh, oh, shoot. oh shoot! We'll be good. I th- I think yeah. Army Navy usually plays two thirty, three o'clock or something like that's that. That's what I thought. It was, it was an afternoon affair. Um. So yeah, noon to two Central Standard Time is when that'll be going down. Um. Obviously, there'll be some drive time in there for me, but I'll I'll hopefully be able to watch the Army Navy game somewhere. Um. Yeah, and then our shirts, our merch at Three Beards Media. Uh, if you want to go check out on, on Twitter, Three Bridge Media, I think it's pinned at the top. Maybe the event's pinned at the top, but you can find it in there. Um, there's cool merch for any team you're a fan of. We prefer the black and gold version here on Hawks Eye View. But if you prefer another another flavor, another one of the other teams in the state, we've got that for you too. So go ahead and do that. All right. Anything else you want to pitch quick before we move on? Uh, no, I just I, I just want to throw it out here. You know, Drake is playing in an FCS college football playoff game for the first time in their history. So uh, g- good luck to Drake. So get your Drake gear too, right? We get we got white and blue, uh, yeah. uh, or you know, three beers media merch. So uh, get your Drake gear too. And you and I, I mean, they put up a great first half against North Carolina today. I was watching that while I was working from home. Uh, shot like sixty six percent in the first half, and then. Mm. Uh, North Carolina, Hubert Davis and, and company came back out and uh, they, they lit it up, man. It was uh, it got yeah. ugly there in the second half. But uh, yeah. don't 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 forget our uh, our FCS uh, brethren as well. You know, purple, sure. gold, blue, and white, uh, great schools as well. So yeah, yeah, um, good call out there. 
Um, let's move on to some men's basketball because they have a tournament going down on Thursday and Friday. They're in San Diego. Uh, it's the Rady Children's Invitational. All proceeds go to the Children's Hospital that I believe is located in San Diego there. So what better team than Iowa to be representing a tournament that all proceeds go to a Children's Hospital? I think that's a good event. I think it's the first year of the event as well, too. Um, San Diego, that's a nice destination for a Thanksgiving holiday. And, um, Andrew, Andrew, San Diego is my favorite place to visit in the country. Really? It is yeah. absolutely beautiful. Have you ever been? Yeah, I was actually there when I was 12 years old, um, but that's the only time I've ever been. And you're right. It is nice. The weather's nice. The people are nice. Uh, yeah, it's just a really great place to live. For sure. Uh, an expensive place to live, though. You better also have some- You better have some money if you live in San Diego, California. That's why for me, it's a nicer place to visit rather than live because I don't know if I could make it out there um, with how expensive everything is, but it is a a very nice place. So I always got their first game tomorrow. Maybe you've had your turkey, all your food at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. They're tipping off on FS1 against Oklahoma, who's 4-0. Unranked Oklahoma, unranked Iowa as well. Um, but this Oklahoma team, they're they're a decent team. Uh, they have Porter Moser as their coach. You might remember him from the Loyola Chicago run. Yep. Um, so they, they are decent coached. And this might be kind of a make or break year for Porter Moser as well. Um, really needing to probably break through and make the, the big dance. And ESPN's got this as a 50-50 matchup. I think it's kind of a 50-50 matchup as well. Um, I would lean Iowa. I think Iowa is the slightly more experienced team. Um, But you've got Otega Owe, who leads their team uh, with 15.3 points per game. Uh, I was trying to get some more stats on the seniors here. Just bear with me. And Miles Uzon is their point guard, who I really like as well. Um, he is averaging seven points and three and a half assists. I think he's capable of a little bit more than that. Uh, they also have John Hughley, the fourth big man transfer from Pittsburgh, um, 12 and six. You've got Javin McCollum, the Siena transfer, 12 points, two and a half assists per game. Uh, some Some good guard play for Oklahoma as well as a big man inside, but they're maybe not the deepest team. That's where I think Iowa can maybe weather the storm against Oklahoma. Uh, While they do have good guard play in their starting lineup, I think Iowa is a little bit of a deeper team, although the depth is kind of inexperienced. It's freshman and sophomore Josh Dix off the bench. So uh, what are you looking forward to in this initial matchup here between Iowa and Oklahoma? Lots of points scored, Andrew. Lots of yeah. points scored. Like you said, premier guard play in both teams. Um, lots of points because Iowa in the Fran McCaffrey era gives up a lot of points and they score a lot of points. Especially in non-conference. Especially in non-conference and, and, yeah. and, and these and these tournaments and whatnot. And it's the first game, right? So we're not talking like they're three games deep and they're three-game guarantee and, you know, they're trying to just get out of their healthy and, right. you know, 67-60 type of affair. This is game one. Um, yeah. Expecting a lot of points, Andrew. And 
like you said um, about their crate, uh, the effort against Creighton, I think that might be the difference of like we know where Iowa is. Do we know who Oklahoma's played? Like I have no idea. I haven't. Um, I, I haven't done my due diligence honestly in in in, in basketball because yeah. we're football season. Um, I don't. I don't mean to trash Oklahoma's schedule, but their wins, their 4-0, their wins are Central Michigan, Mississippi Valley State, Texas State, UT, Rio, Grand Valley. All those games were played at Oklahoma at home. Well, there so you go. they mm. haven't played another power conference team yet. Uh, definitely not anyone on the level of Creighton basketball yet. Um, but I will just say, you know, Iowa has to bring it. They can't really look past this Oklahoma team. They can't really afford to look past any power conference team if you're Iowa this year, in my mind. They have to bring it. Yeah. Uh, if they if if they do, and I, I'm thinking that they will, they'll win this game against Oklahoma. Uh do we have a line on the game? Yeah, I was trying to find that real like quick. Iowa six and Iowa six and a half. Yeah, and give and a half. me one. That sounds about right, man. Um, I'm not sure what the exact line is, but give me one moment here. Yep, yep. Ooh, I don't even know if there's a line released for this game yet. I'm not finding it on ESPN. Okay. So. What about the other uh, half of the bracket, Andrew? What do we got to look forward to? uh, Yeah. What, 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 What is left in the, in that bracket? Yeah, so on the other side, um, right after Iowa and Oklahoma are done, they lead off the day at 2 o'clock, around 4.30 or so. Then you'll get USC, um, who's ranked uh, South Carolina, Southern California, not South Carolina. Some people <laughs> try and call South Carolina USC. I don't get it. But uh, they will be playing the Seton Hall Pirates, who are a quality team as well. Um, but lot of expectations for USC. They've already taken a loss. Uh, Bronny James is on the roster, but he's not playing. Uh, they took a loss to UC Irvine at home by 10 points. Uh, hmm. So a little bit of a stumbling block. They did beat Kansas State in their opening game, and I thought that was a decent win because Kansas State is a decent team. Um, you want to talk about guard play, though? USC has better significantly better guard play. They have Boogie Ellis, who's a, a four-year player, averaging 21, four and four on 41% shooting from three, 47% from the field. Uh, free throw might be a little bit of a weakness for him, 68% this, so far this year. But man, he can create, do whatever he wants. Uh, they have a five-star guard in Isaiah Collier, who's averaging 21 points per game as a true freshman. Kobe Johnson on the wing, who's back. It looks like he's played two games, so maybe there's an injury there to Kobe Johnson. Um, hopefully he's playing, though, because I'd like to play this team at full strength because I think this is going to be a high-quality matchup. And it's a little bit like Oklahoma, but a more superior version with the USC Trojans, where they're not an extremely deep team, but they're a very talented team at the top. I would argue that USC is more talented but a younger team too. Like they have Boogie Ellis, who's kind of their veteran. And then the rest of those guys that are on that team, they're a little bit more young, inexperienced, 
I'm kind of thinking they'll come along later in the season, like I said in our season preview. I think it's going to be a great matchup, though. Absolutely. I, I, I think the whole tournament's going to be, Andrew. And, and I looked yeah. up on DraftKings here. I do have a line on Iowa, Oklahoma. Um, we have the wrong team favored, Andrew. Oklahoma. Ooh. Minus one. Oh, wow. So basically a pick em. Basically, yeah. Yeah. In fact, in fact, there's not even a pick em offered on DraftKings. Not even a money line offered. No. All right. Well, Iowa plus one it is. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Iowa plus one it is. So, um, yeah, Iowa certainly wouldn't be favored in a game against USC. Um, maybe they would in a game against Seton Hall. Maybe I'm underestimating Seton Hall, but I don't think so. Um, so I'm thinking Iowa, USC are going to play for this championship. And look, I called my shot before the season. I don't see any reason to back down now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Iowa beats USC and wins this tournament in San Diego. Uh man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think in my season preview, I said loss to USC. Yeah, um, let me pull it up. I, I got I, my spreadsheet somewhere. I mean, elite eight team at least last year, if not Final Four, right? Um. Or am I thinking two years ago, 2021? Yeah, you're thinking a couple of years ago, maybe. Uh, yeah, 2021, where USC and UCLA were both. Were yeah. Both we both had Iowa Creighton as a loss. You had Seton Hall slash USC because we couldn't predict, but we really think it was USC. I said win, you said loss. So we're sticking true. We're sticking true to our preseason predictions. Yeah. Which is okay. I'm not going to be surprised if I'm wrong. Um, I just think it's kind of a quality. I was playing a tough non-conference schedule, and I appreciate that they're doing that. They have a lot of good non-conference opponents between Creighton, this tournament, and Iowa State. I appreciate that they're playing like four Power Five opponents in their non-conference before Big Ten play. I think that's good. It gets you prepared for that later season stretch, but you need to pull out a win. I think, I don't know if Oklahoma would be a quality win. Maybe depends on what they do in the big 12, but I don't think so. I, I would, assu I would assume it is Andrew. It, it's, yeah. a power, it's a power five team in the big 12, which widely considered the best conference in basketball. Right. And they're the favored team. Like, I don't see how that would not translate into yeah. a quality win. Yeah. Well, let me just pull up. Ken Palm real quick here. All right. I like it. I'm, I'm curious where these two teams are at in Ken Palm. Oklahoma is 26 in Ken Palm. USC is 33. Iowa is 37. Interesting. We're Seton Se Hall. Seton Hall is 53. Okay. In, in Ken Palm. Now this isn't the net rankings that the tournament uses, but it's kind of a close approximation because I don't think the net rankings are out yet. They're incomplete. They're incomplete. They're incomplete. Yeah. They yeah. have data to, to make anything. Yeah. It's like close playoff. Yeah. They wait until later in the season yeah. to start actually releasing the net rankings. Um, but I do think that if I were to go 2-0 in this tournament, it's likely 2-0 in the quad one. Because of it being on a neutral court, 
the teams just have to be in the top 50 of the net for it to count as quad one because of the neutral court setting. Right. Uh, And it's top top 30 at home, if I remember, and top 75 on the road. Is that right? Top 75 on the road. I thought home was top 25, but you might be right about top 30. I'll double check that, but I think it's, we're, yeah. I think it might be top 25. It might be. Because I I think it's separated into quads of 25, 25, 50, 75. Anything below that is quad four. Sure. So, but it would be very important to come out of this tournament with two quad one wins. I think that'd be an excellent, excellent outcome for Iowa, for sure. Yeah, I find it weird that when the AP poll came out for the men that they didn't have a single vote. Mm, Iowa? Uh, Yeah, I mean, Drake had one. Yeah, with the way that they played against Creighton, you thought maybe it would open at least a few people's eyes to at least get a vote. One or two, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that if Iowa comes out of this tournament 2-0, they'll they'll definitely have a few votes. <laughs> yeah, they will. I would imagine. They might even sneak in. Who that's knows? True. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we will we will see. Um, but I'm predicting a 2-0 record for Iowa in this tournament. So we'll see where that ends up. But it's really more about where you end up at the end of the year. I really want those quad one wins. Stacking those up now would be awesome. Oh, for so, sure. No doubt. Um, all right. With that being said, anything on any basketball related subject before we give our football predictions? And call no, it man. Night? No, man. I, I look forward to, uh, seeing how it all pans out for the, the men and women over Thanksgiving weekend. So, uh, let's just hope it's a clean sweep, man. Five and oh, right. Combined. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's go six and oh, let's go clean sweep across football and basketball. Iowa is going to beat Nebraska in Lincoln. The under is going to hit, Drew. You're saying over. I'm going to pick the under. Iowa 9, Nebraska 6. So so, so are you saying touchdown missed extra point, or are you saying two field goals? Three field goals for Iowa, two field goals for Nebraska. I think Chubba Purdy is going to find a way to get one touchdown. Mm. Just one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 16, 13, a lot like last week, except we won't miss, we won't miss the extra point this time. All right. And so then you're putting your life savings on Iowa money line and the over and the over. Yeah. Wow. That might be a nice little payday if you decided to actually do that. I'm going to do that. Okay. It's going to happen. I like it. Especially when the line's 25 and a half still, or not the line. The over under total is still 25 and a half. I got to get on that before it goes back up. You're going to look smart when Caleb Brown catches three touchdowns and Deacon Hill throws the score. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to look great when we come on for our instant reaction. Um, we'll, th- we'll think about our instant reaction podcast since I know you and I are probably spending, well, I'm definitely spending time with family. So I don't know if we'll get to it right away on Friday, but. And I'm in uh, New York at the Jets. Dolphins game, man. So we're probably yeah. we're, we're probably looking at maybe a Saturday evening, Sunday morning type situation. Yeah, we'll probably see you all back on Saturday, Saturday evening, late or Sunday morning, early. We could do Sunday and include the basketball games. Oh, that might be great. Yeah, actually, you're going to hear from us a little bit more often, I think, during basketball season, just because there's so many games 
yep. can't pack it all into one episode. So, yeah, we might come back on a Sunday morning and do a full recap of everything football, everything basketball that's gone down, and hopefully it's the happiest recap episode that we have ever had so far. Yes, sir. All right. With all that being said, um, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Appreciate all of you. Go find us when you're on your Thanksgiving drive on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, wherever you want to go. We appreciate you listening as always. We appreciate our sponsors as always. Thank you all. Happy Thanksgiving and go Hawks. Go Hawks, baby. Let's go.